welcome back to another Nurein episode. I'm your host, Asid, and sitting right next to me is Sumeya. And today, well, okay, I don't really know the exact topic of what we're discussing, <laughs> if you want to be completely honest with you. So let me give a backstory. Um, Sumeya and I are currently on vacation. We are in California, um, in Yosemite. And we've been here for a couple of days, and we were like, we have to record an episode for this week, like, regardless of, like, what happens. And so we were walking around, um, what was it, the Sequoia National, I don't know what it's called. So it is called Mariposa. Yeah. Something. Something, <laughs> something, something. or another. So it's it in Yosemite, a... and it's it's where the sequoia trees essentially yes. are. And so we were walking around today, and I guess Samaya and I both we kind of do this thing where we both like internally reflect, and every once in a while someone will say something out loud. Um, I know that I was reflecting a whole lot yesterday when we were actually in the Yosemite Valley. Yes. Um, and I had like so many reflections, but today I just decided to say one out loud, and that's what kind of prompted us to do this episode. Um, so. To explain what I mean by that, we were walking around the the sequoia, like to look at the sequoias. Um, and for those of you that don't know, they're like like the oldest trees. Like they're they're crazy old, like thousands, like from I the think, time of the yeah. ancient Egyptians or something. Thousands of years um, old, and I think that they live longer than, than like most, trees. most and they're like life yeah. in general. So and they're like fire resistant, and they have all of these, and they're the fastest growing tree. And what else? Is, I'm trying to a remember lot. that plaque. That we I know we at. were like her dad was like reading out to us <laughs> all the little like information things, but um, essentially the sequoia trees. I mean, they're like as you yeah. said, they're ginormous, and even their stumps are like so so many feet wide, um, and yeah. they have all these like super cool properties. Like they are fire resistant. Like the outer layer of them is like fire resistant and they have like healing properties yeah. and just like a bunch of really cool things, even the way that they are, um, made, like the way they reproduce. Yeah. And like, I think we'll get into kind of some of that we'll stuff with our reflections, it. but we were just basically walking through the grove. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of where this all this all came from. So I originally said this to my brother. He made me feel like it was a dumb reflection, but then I was like, no, this is actually really good. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, we as believers are a lot like these sequoia trees. You know, a lo- like all trees, they all go through extreme weathers, right? There are fires, there are, you know, hurricanes, all these things that these trees have to withstand. You know, but the sequoias are built different. They are unique in the fact that their bark on the outside is fire resistant. They're unique in the fact that they their roots go out hundreds and hundreds of feet into the ground. So they are firmly planted, you know? And all of these things that allow them, all of these tools that allow them to withstand these extreme temperatures. If you'll notice and look at the sequoias, a lot of them were burnt. And other trees, if they're burnt, they're going to rot, they're going to decay, they're, they're going to fall, you know. But these sequoias, some have been standing for hundreds and hundreds or thousands, thousands of years. Yeah. And the, the bottoms are burnt, but they're still flourished, just still completely like, you know, green on the top. Um, and I was like, we as believers are a lot like these trees. We are given the tools to withstand the harsh weather or the extreme hardships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts us through. Because at the end of the day, ultimately, we can't control what we can go through, but we have the tools that protects us and allows us to thrive and continue to grow and heal um, through those um, hardships, just like how the sequoias can heal after getting burned, just how they can still stand t- tall and firm 
um, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, regardless of what they go through. Um, so yeah, that kind that reflection kind of prompted us to do this episode. I was thinking of an ayah from Surat Ibrahim, I think, and um, the part that I was thinking about was talking about it was talking about a good tree and how they're planted their roots are firm in the ground and their branches go up into the sky. And I think that that really represents what a believer is supposed to be. We're supposed to have our branches, we're supposed, I mean, not our branches, our roots firmly planted into the earth so that way we can continue to reach up and up and up into the sky or reach up to our goal of heaven, inshallah. So that was kind of my behind the scenes of everything that um, prompted us to do this episode. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that um, that's a really, really awesome like way to think about it because... As I've said in other episodes, or in another episode, something that I told Asil even recently, um, the fact that I really don't believe that as believers we break. And yeah. I kind of said that. And I think that it was so interesting today to see how a lot of these sequoia trees, they like Asil said, a lot of them, they are, their bottoms are burnt, or just they even have, like, the outer layer is completely burnt off, right? And you see, like, the blackness. You see where it's charred. Um but they're still standing. And I think that something that was really cool to me was to see, like, again, like that sort of outer versus inner layer. And you're able to see that there's a part of the tree that's black, right? Blackened because of the char, because of the fire. But the majority of the tree has its outer layer intact. And the majority of the tree is flourishing and it's growing and it's huge. And that goes to, I feel like, to represent us also as believers, where it's like, we're not perfect all the way through we're not going to be completely with an intact exterior all the time or even an interior right so a lot of the time as believers we have like very small compared to the to the grand scheme of things we have very small sort of um just things maybe baggage or or experiences that we've gone through that we're not necessarily proud of whatever but those little things they don't have to define you you know, because the rest of you can still flourish and it can still grow and you can still be really intact. Um, So I think that that was something that was also really interesting um, to see, you know, that even as a believer, you still get burned, um, but that doesn't have to stop you. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about tools and things like that. What are, for those, you know, for those people that may be listening that don't necessarily know, what are those tools that Allah gives us? How do we utilize them to be like the sequoia and to grow and thrive yeah. even after we've been kind of uh, set back? Yeah. Um, so immediately when I was thinking of this, I immediately thought of A, the Qur'an, because that's its whole purpose is to be a tool of guidance. Um, the sunnah, you know, hadith, all of these things. But I also think an, another tool is just, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his mercy and giving us like a sense, you know, another reason why humans can relate so much to this, not necessarily just the believers, is we all have the potential for to for those tools, you know, to hold those tools. We just actually have to look for them and like being able to recognize signs. So I re- the main one for me is the Quran and Sunnah, obviously. Yeah. But another one, the, the rest really come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whatever is within you. You know, you have to unlock those tools as well. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm assuming that 
this is this is just me assuming, but I'm assuming that the bigger the sequoia, the older the sequoia, the stronger it is mm. because of how deep its roots are planted. But a younger sequoia might not necessarily be as resistant to fire, you know, or might not necessarily be able to withstand these things as much just because it's just it's just planted its roots, you know, it's it hasn't yeah. completely been set it's like yet. Putting your feet in the water. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I really think it part of those tools are really what the internal things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Um yeah. yeah, I think just knowing that you have Allah. Like, yeah. for sure, I agree with you. The Qur'an is one of the biggest tools. I think dua is the oh, biggest yeah. tool. But just even knowing that you have Allah there, yeah. you know, because... And I'm, we've said this in an episode. We were talking about this in our episode called um, Our Moral Compass. And we were kind of questioning this idea of, you know, if you don't believe in God, who is it that you turn to? when you're going through certain things in your life or when, you know, even if things are going great, like who is it that you think, you know, do you believe that everything comes from you? Do you have anybody to turn to when things are going wrong? Like, you know, what do you do when you don't have a law uh, or when you don't believe that you, you have a law? So I think that just knowing that you have someone to go, not someone, but you know, a, Some, you a know, being. God yeah. to go to, um, I think that's very, very powerful. And, and we were, you know, just, just talking about this also as we were walking through the grove, but, um, these trees are able to grow as they are because of Allah. Like yeah. they also need Allah. It's not just us as humans. Like Allah literally made these trees. They wouldn't be here otherwise. Um, and I think that something, as I was walking through something, I like looked up at one of the trees and I just realized I was like, this tree is like making tasbih to Allah, yeah. uh, you know, like just like we do. And I'm not obviously not in the same way, but this tree is worshiping Allah just like we worship Allah. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that that's also something that's very interesting is like even the trees and even the animals, like they don't have this level of understanding that we as humans have. But they are in their nature worshiping Allah and obeying Allah's command and doing everything that Allah has ordained for them. Um, and so in that way, like, we're also very similar because we worship the creator. We worship the same God. Yeah. You know? And I think you were talking about, like, this tasbih and stuff. And I think that something that really hit me on the way to Yosemite, the very first day. And I, I like, remember I, like, posted on this or whatever. But, like... I the entire time like on the way there we were doing our morning of God our morning remembrances or supplications or whatever um and I was just like subhanallah you know all of these other they're constantly constantly in a state of remembrance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know not in the same way that we are but it's just it's it's so magnificent that mm-hmm. that they're constantly remembering Allah so a lot of the time I would walk alone and it's not intentional I'm just I'm kind of a fast walker but also like I was like constantly you know tasbih remembering Allah you know thanking Allah and just being in a constant trying to be in a constant state of like of of, of awe in his in his magnitude and in his um power yeah and I was also thinking about like the, the creator that created all of these beautiful things that you could never imagine created us as well mm. and I found that like really I don't know I just I was deeply touched by that fact because I was like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cultivated this environment where everything works so perfectly. Yeah. Everything has a purpose. And it says that in the Quran and in the ayah that everything is made with a purpose. Right. Um, and, you know, there's nothing in 
the ecosystem or in this mountain or wherever you are that does not exist without a purpose we also have a purpose you know he if he created them with a purpose why wouldn't he create us with a purpose and that gives you a sense of hope you know and so I would that's just another thing when I was just walking through I was like subhanallah you know absolutely and I think that like it's it's hard for me to even fathom people who can just walk through these things and see these things and they don't immediately remember God. Um, I think it was yesterday. I don't think it was today. I think it was yesterday where I, I genuinely was like, you know, walking through the valley or wherever we were. I don't remember exactly where we were at this point, but, um, I was like, genuinely, this is so crazy how people can see all of these beautiful things because we saw some beautiful things these Mm -hmm. past two days and I was like it's crazy how people can genuinely walk through see all these beautiful things and there's even more beautiful things in the world there's even more places that you can go to that are way more beautiful right and they see all these things um and they still deny god they still don't believe in a god where did all of this come from so like I think that when you're walking through this nature, when you're seeing all these things, when you're realizing how how incredibly small you are compared to Allah's other creation, like the sequoia trees, how do you not automatically, like, how do you deny God? How, like, genuinely, how do you do that? Where would all of this have come from? So I think that it's so important, like Asid was saying, that she was trying to be in a constant state of, like, remembrance of Allah, we have to be when we see these things, even when we don't, but especially when we see these things, because, um, you know, I don't know, I, I just really was like, y'all like, don't ever make us amongst the people who see all this stuff and our hearts and our eyes are still like blind to the truth because yeah. there's so many people that can just walk by and they see the beautiful things and they acknowledge that these things are beautiful, but they don't acknowledge a God yeah. at all whatsoever. And it's really interesting to even think about that because for me, my immediate thought to everything was that's amazing, subhanAllah, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, those that don't believe that there is a God or don't even have a word to describe, subhanAllah, Mm. what do you even say? Just wow? Like, that's amazing. Like, that's amazing. But like, does does it never occur to someone, I wonder how? Like, there's no way that this was just science, Mm -hmm. you know? There's, there's no way. And so, like, Samaya, I made a very similar dot. Like, Ya Allah, please just always keep our hearts open to you. Allow us to realize that you are the one that holds the keys to the unseen, you know. Allow us to always see your signs and be able to look at these things and our hearts be completely open to you, you know. Like, just don't, don't, don't close it, you know. Absolutely. Don't build a wall because it's so easy. Like, I've seen people who can be born and raised Muslim and see all of these things and go on these trips and say subhanAllah and all of these things and then they grow up and they just... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put a wall, you know? Yeah. Like, that's a test, and they have to learn to break through that wall. Yeah. Um, but that's just, like, you know, it's just, it's really scary to see. I think Absolutely. another thing, and everyone kept saying, like, what's your favorite, what was your favorite thing? Like, my mom kept asking us that yesterday. Oh, okay. And, like, my favorite thing was the waterfall that we went to go look at. Yeah. I, I, I love the hike, and the reason why I, I did waterfalls. was because I love <laughs> seeing, I love, love waterfalls, A, B, the mist felt really nice. Mm-hmm. Um... But I also just loved hiking up there and kind of seeing the get, the gradual increase of, like, perspective and, like, changes of perspective with, yeah. like, the higher the elevation. It was really cool. Um, but something I made note of was, like, you know, I feel like water, when we look at water, it's constantly flushing. And, like, 
like going and you know you know it's just I've never seen water like go that fast Mm -hmm. yeah flowing that's the word and I feel like that represents like immediately I thought of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power Mm -hmm. you know the valley is made of what it was created by what this constant flow and energy of water that's what created the valley you know and so whatever no matter hold on how am I trying to say this you know and water regardless of what's in its way it will make its way through to in order to have its path you know what I mean like if there is a mountain there the water will keep flowing and its energy will keep going continuously until it cuts through that valley you know until it cuts through the rock and and I think that's something that comes to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power that no matter what we do in in terms of our course of our life no matter how much we try to control things Mm. or stop things or you know prevent things at the end of the day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power is greater and it's going to continue to flow and and go non-stop like that water and it has a set course already you know the water is going to flow down this way and you can't stop the water from flowing that way no matter how hard you try right water is dangerous but it's also beautiful you know and so i just think that that that's something when i was just standing there i was like subhanallah like look at that you know if the mountain can't stop the water how on earth are we supposed to stop our course like change the course of our lives how on earth are we supposed to try and change something that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't decree decree to happen right you know and so that was just another random reflection i I think that um just to backtrack with you talking about science and and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing i was um going through the tafsir and i honestly can't even remember like what just i was going through now but one of the things that i was listening to was this idea of okay science versus religion um which there shouldn't even be a versus in general but science explains to us a lot of the time you know the why right it tells us okay why do these things happen but just because it explains the why doesn't mean that it can explain the how yeah right and so i think that's something that we have to keep in mind as well because we can say okay like you know waterfalls it's flowing from the snow it's the water cycles the runoff it's whatever but at the end of the day science can explain to us sometimes to an extent the why of things but not necessarily the how. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to write, like, where is this how coming from, right? And that's where you have to base it out of religion um, because the how is Allah, like, literally. You know, how is it happening? God's allowing it to happen. Um, so that was just something else. I think that, you know, just to um, kind of comment on your point, but one thing today, I think that today I was we were just like we went up super high we were like seven thousand feet elevation and we were able to kind of see the sierra nevada like the mountain range and it was beautiful and you could like look in the distance and you see waterfalls and you see like snow-capped mountains even though it was like hot outside obviously they're like at a higher elevation so it's cooler but there's just like a scene like it's a beautiful scene and it's like you can see the valley you can see all these mountains in the distance and um one thing I really actually got pretty emotional today just looking at this scene because if this is this life if we're seeing all of these beautiful things in this life and you're seeing you know these these beautiful scenes you're seeing the scenery but you're also looking at how large these trees are um and it's kind of just like, well, if this is this life, if this is this dunya, what is Jannah going to be like? 
because you seriously you see all of these super beautiful and amazing just views like you, you just can't help but like look at it and be like wow like I need to take a picture I want to commit this to memory whatever um but when you're looking at all of that like you should it's it's incredible it's like you're seeing it right in front of your eyes but it's going to be like a million more even you know times way way more beautiful in Jannah inshallah so um that was something that hit me really hard today because it's just it's so it's so crazy because and I was even thinking about like we were just kind of standing at the very top and we were like looking down and I was like I kind of want to fly through this like I was like how cool would it be to just like fly through these like mountains and you look down and you look up and you see like so many different views like how cool would it be to fly through that it was we were talking about like zip lines and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but like how cool would it be to have like a bird's view where you actually have wings and you can fly through it and I was thinking about it and I was like that's so crazy because Jannah, like you can do that and you're going to see things that are way more beautiful than you can ever even imagine. You know, we have narrations like from the Prophet Muhammad, peace upon him, um, when he went up for the Isra and Mi'raj and he was right there, right? And he said that he saw colors that he can't even begin to describe, colors that we can't even think of. And then you have different hadith where you have the Prophet Muhammad saying, you know, that in, in Jannah, like, the trees, you know, it takes, like, what was, like, 700 years or 7,000 years to just pass through the shade of one tree, you know? So it really, like, when you see these things, it, it should put everything into perspective for you. Like, if this is this life, number one, like I said, was saying earlier, why am I even here? Like, mm-hmm. what is my purpose? And then after that, like, who put it all here? Yeah. You know, like who put it all here and, and who do I have to be grateful for and who do I have to thank and who who do I glorify because of it? Um, and then how do I get to a place where I can see even more beauty than this? And I think that when you think about it like that, the tools like we were talking about earlier become very obvious, right? Because and I'm thinking about this idea of I think a lot of sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent, no, sure. but a lot of people go throughout their lives and they wonder like what the point is or they just wonder like what their purpose is and when I think about it I'm like okay my purpose and I know my purpose alhamdulillah but like if I didn't right let's say I didn't really realize or understand what the Muslim purpose is but when I think about the purpose in terms of what everyone else thinks it is where you know the world capitalism like the American dream whatever they are basically shoving down your throat this idea that your purpose is to work hard in school so that you can get a job and make a whole bunch of money. And that's pretty much it. So you can buy a bunch of all these nice things. When I think about that, I'm like, yeah, okay, I want that in my life. I want to work hard and I want to have a good education and I want to have a, a well-paying job. But when you think about all that, it, it doesn't leave you with a sense of fulfillment at all. Like when mm-hmm. I think about it, I'm like, okay, money. Like I want to be comfortable in life, of course. But what else you know like there's no there's nothing deeper and so this I don't know all this stuff like when you're seeing and it doesn't even have to be that you go to some beautiful place to see all these things but even like when you study the human body for example or when you just look outside your window and you see like how the the trees and, and the leaves change color from from you know summer to fall or when you just see like I don't even know how the brain works or whatever like just day to day things how do you not automatically like 
think that there is a greater being. Yeah. Um, and Allah tells us in the Quran like that He created jinn and human only to worship Him. He says, And that illa it's an emphasis. You know, like I only created the jinn and the end so that they will worship. And so when you're talking about these tools, like you have to ask yourself these questions because you have the answers. Um, I don't know what I was talking about before, but, but basically, you know, like, I just think that it's really incredible. Like we have to reflect, you know, you have to be able to reflect and, and, and ask yourself, like, not even just why am I here and, and not even just compare yourself to other creation, but in general, you know, just the fact that this earth is the only one that can um, hold human life or support human life. Just, just there's so many things. Yeah. Um, and when you're seeing this beauty on this on this earth, you have to wonder, like, what else? You know, like, how do I get to somewhere even more beautiful? That's actually a really good way to end that because I think that was beautiful. And that kind of led into my point. And you said, like, how do I get to somewhere more beautiful? And another reason why that hike was my favorite part um of the of the first day was okay it was hard work it was very it was it was it was a steep incline we were going i i honestly i loved it i loved it so much and i think the reason why i liked it so much is because it made me realize our life is a lot like that hike Mm. you're going and you're going and it starts off yeah it starts off beautiful and there are some times where the outlook is not as great as the next point or the point below it Sometimes you have to take stops and sometimes that incline gets really, really steep and you're just like, you're struggling to get up there. But like none of us, like the the majority of the group that continued to go up didn't want to stop. Yeah. Why? Because we knew that if we kept going and we kept working and we went up that if we only we made it that last mile, (laughs) we would have seen probably the most beautiful thing we saw the entire trip. Right. We were working so incredibly hard for that goal and along the way we saw even more beautiful things and you know and it just made me really appreciate our lives you know and what we have going for us and like you know you you can't stop you have to keep going you have to keep trying so that way you can get to this place that Samaya is talking about this place of Jenna of like a place that we can't even imagine you know you have to keep working for it um because a lot of the times you feel like you just want to give up a lot of the times you're just like man it was so nice down there. Like, I just, you know, I want to go back. No down. exertion. Yeah. Right? You don't have like, to work, right? It was yeah. easy. You know, like, man, if only the entire road was like this. Yeah. But if the entire trail was flat, you would never have made it to an elevation where the waterfall even began. Right. You know? And so I think that's another thing that really stuck out to me is like, I am working hard in this life. So that way, inshallah, I can reach that destination of yeah. Jannah. That way I can see where my hard work paid off, you know? You know, I can see the trees that were planted because of my seeds of dhikr, you know, and all of these right. things. Um, and so I think that's just another reflection that I had when going up, yeah. going up that hill. <laughs> I, I want to, like, add on to that. You know, we, we were walking up and, and we came to a river. It was a beautiful river. And it was, like, it's just, it's incredible because we were standing there. You could feel the mist. You can see the water so flowing. Nice. And the water is a beautiful color. And it's, like, so much cooler around this area, like, like degrees, like, 10 degrees cooler than when you're, like, anywhere else. Like, it's beautiful. And just like Asita was saying, like, your life is kind of like this incline where it's, or this, this hike, I guess, where it's, like, inclines and then you have some parts where it's downhill and it's easier. And I don't know, when, as she was talking, I was like, hey, we walked to a river and it was a beautiful river, but Allah also describes the rivers of Jannah. Yeah. And so when you're thinking about it and you're like, okay, like I'm going up, you know, 
this hike to get to a river, I'm, I'm kind of going through life. It's like we're also getting to rivers. And Allah tells us about these rivers. And he tells us that we're going to have rivers of water that never go old, right? Yeah. And then we're going to have rivers of milk oh. and honey yeah. and alcohol. And so in just in this, and then he also describes springs, or you many, many times mm-hmm. in the Quran. And so it's just like, that was just something that I just thought of. It's like, you know, you're kind of working throughout life to get to a point where you can see rivers. And in a way, you're kind of building like a little bit of your own like forest, I guess. Yeah. Because just like I said, was saying, you know, you have your trees that are going to be planted for so many different reasons. You have the trees of dhikr, like she was saying, or just in general, sadaqa or whatever. Like there's so many different deeds that have the reward of like a tree is planted for you in Jannah. Yeah. You know, so in your in in its own way, and we can't even begin to imagine like what this would actually look like in Jannah. But it's in a, in a way you're kind of building your own little like forest house yeah. getaway kind of situation. <laughs> getaway that you don't um, have to leave. Yeah, yeah, like like literally. And so I just thought that that was really interesting. Um, and I really loved the whole thing about your life kind of just being like that that incline. Um, I think that another reflection that I had today that I kind of mentioned, we were walking through the sequoia grove. I know we keep coming back to the sequoias. Um, That's what we're going to call this episode. But there was a lot of pine cones that were, like, littered on the ground throughout the um, the grove. And we ha- we saw some, like, huge pine cones. Like, I've never mm-hmm. seen pine cones that big. In my face. Like, like huge. Yeah. And then you had some, like, really small pine cones. And one of the things that we learned while we were there was, and you would think, right, these huge pine cones would be kind of the seeds and the starting point for the sequoias to grow and be huge, right? But we actually learned that the big pine cones were just the pine cones from, like, the pine trees that were there or whatever. And the super kind of much smaller pine cones were actually the seeds or they held the seeds right for the sequoia trees so when you're looking you have these super small and compared to the other pine cones these super small pine cones that are yielding like literally the biggest trees on planet earth (laughs) you know the widest trees on planet earth and that got me also thinking I was like you know us as humans too, like Allah tells us in the Quran many times that we come from a drop of sperm. We come from a drop of fluid, one drop, and then we're made into these complex beings, right? Like we're the only beings that have, that have minds, that have this intellect and and our bodies are so complex, but we come from this super small little, like literally a drop Mm -hmm. of fluid. Like that, that is what we are in our essence is we are a drop a fluid and so when you when you think about it like that it like I said it really just puts things into perspective for you where even the greatest of things the biggest of things whatever we all start from a very very small humble origin um and something that I thought was really powerful too is that these pine cones right they're on the ground they're small they they are just kind of waiting for the right conditions to be able to let their seeds out and one of these conditions that actually allow for the sequoia seeds to kind of come out of the, the pine cones is fire. And I thought that was so, so interesting, subhanAllah, because you wouldn't think that fire would allow for anything to really, like, 
happen or grow Mm -hmm. or something you know that's really like it's a weird thought because we think of fire as very destructive we think of fire as um sort of just being very detrimental to wherever it goes but these sequoia pine cones actually when fire happens they open up in whatever way and they let their seeds out and i thought that 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 was just so incredible because it's kind of a lot like us as humans. A lot of the time we have to get burned in order to grow. Yeah. We learn from that burn. Um, oh, that rhymed. I didn't mean to. <laughs> too. But um, we, a lot of the time, have to go through hardships to ever even come out being stronger and better people. Yeah. Right? And so it's it's really crazy when you think about it like that. Because just like Asita was saying, when it's easy, you don't go anywhere yeah you know like you go but it's like not rewarding in any sense but when you have to yeah but when you have to like really get burned from something and we all do multiple times throughout our lives like we all get hurt we all have things happen to us Mm -hmm. but what do we end up doing we we grow yeah we change and that's that's literally like you introduced my next point so very well because i was actually going to talk about the purpose of wildfires not necessarily just for um, being yeah. conditioned to allow sequoias to grow, but in general, in the environment, wild fl- fires are needed for these forests um, to survive and essentially to grow, so right. they can kill the old, so it can, so it can burn down these sick and diseased trees, so that way it can, you know, add nitrogen into the soil and all of these things. Makes right? the soil more fertile. Exactly, it's needed for to, for the survival of the forest. And Sumaya was kind of talking about how when we come out of the fire, but. The reason why we need the fire in the first place is that way you can, sh- you know, kill the diseases of our heart, you know, mm. help, help almost detox. <coughs> you good? Yes. Help us detox what's inside of us and what does not need to be there. So that way we can let our strong parts continue to grow. Just how like in these forests, the strong trees survive and they continue, you know? Right. So I just think that's another really beautiful thing about everything having a purpose. Even these fires, which seem extremely destructive, they're there for a reason and the reason is to get rid of those things in our hearts or the things in our bodies or the conditions or environment or whatever the case may be for you um, to allow you to continue to grow like Samaya was talking about. And I think that's something really beautiful. And another thing, and I'm going to backtrack it a little bit. I had another point about the fire soon. I just can't remember. It's, it's fine. We'll get <laughs> It'll to come, it. It'll come, hopefully. It'll come back. Um, but another point, when you were talking about science and religion and how science has the like the the scientific explanation of things but religion right. almost has that other perspective of right. it um in the quran though it almost gives you it also gives you that scientific explanation the very Absolutely. basis of it i mean the reason why are mountains even there in the first place it says right. it so many times in the quran i think like i don't know how many times i think 12 i don't know why i remember the number 12 like 12 distinct verses talking about mountains mm. um and a lot of them like in surah luqman like the 10th ayah i think nba the 30 something ayah um and nah, uh, what other what other surahs? Um, there are so There's many. There's a lot of them. Jibbeer there... mentioned a lot. Yeah, there and are. Thought that as well. Yeah. Talked about the different colors of the mountains. Yeah, it's more than twelve. I know that for me. Um, but anyway, and but these these ayahs that I'm I'm specifically listing, they all use a very similar wording about talking how the mountain is firm. It's mm. set firm. And I think that's something so beautiful. And when you look at the science behind it, mountains are actually pegs. They're not right. just like these things that come out of the mountain, of the earth, you know, they're like 10 or 15 times bigger or something like that underneath the ground. And it goes in like a peg, like the way you would be holding in a, a tent, you know, 
And I think that's something so beautiful is Islam, it not only gives us the reason why these things are there. You know, these things are a sign, yes. And it says that in the Quran. These are, the, you know, all of these things yeah. are a sign for those who believe, you know. But it also kind of gives us a very, very, the very basis of explanation of why those things are there in the first place. Because like right. we said, everything is created with a purpose. And I think that comes another point to show the truth of Islam and the truth of religion as a whole and how there is a God. Like, how would an illiterate man in the middle of a desert know that mountains are pegs? How would yeah. he have known? You know? And not even just that, but then we can maybe do it. Yeah, 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 later. He that's, wants that's to do like a whole other episode. episode. Yeah. But there are so many things in the Quran that speak about the science um, things that we're just now discovering, right? Yeah. And so it shouldn't even be that science and religion are working against each other. I think the problem is when people want to take science and run with it and as the only explanation, yeah. right? Um, that was just what I wanted to know. Yeah, yeah, but I just think that's another really good point is just like, you know, Islam, like when you're walking around and you're looking at these things and you understand the science behind it and you also have the religion to back it up, like why wouldn't you believe, mm. you know? And so I think that's another thing that I was really reminding myself as we were walking through all of these things, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just such a beautiful sight to hold. And just even at your point of why wouldn't you believe, I think it stems from arrogance. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I heard your mom as we were walking yeah, through. She say. said something, and I wasn't, I wasn't, like, right there, so I didn't hear the whole conversation. But she was basically saying that, you know, Allah tells us that people with even an ounce of arrogance, basically, like, they're not going to be allowed into heaven yeah. And as you're walking through these groves and you have these like hundreds and hundreds of feet long sequoia trees, mm-hmm. it really like you when you think about it, it really is arrogance that's stopping these people from believing. Like you think you're yeah. bigger than that. You think, think you're, you're better, better than that, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's something that we also have to kind of think about is like if you can't even think about how inconsequential you are basically in the grand scheme of things how small you are and you have that arrogance where you even feel like you're entitled or you feel you yeah. know just any of that stuff that comes with arrogance you can't even recognize the signs you don't yeah. even you know and i think a lot of people they recognize it but they don't they don't care to delve deeper into that yeah. a lot of people they know the truth but they're not willing to accept it yeah. right and so I think that that was just something else that it's like, you know, this, this arrogance too, like you, you really like you, and I keep saying this, but you, you really have to kind of, um, make sure that your, your sight is, is like one of truth, right? Your arrogance, it's not, I don't know, the arrogance is completely unnecessary. And I think that when people choose not to believe or they choose to kind of take whatever other route that they want, it's, it's because of arrogance. Like it's, I feel like it's just so impossible to like see all these things you know yeah. and not even just again not even just the sites but just in general how does the sun rise gravity the planets orbits all that stuff the big bang you know how do you <laughs> right like how like i don't know every time i hear about the big bang like i want to like, roll my on. eyes i'm like this is ridiculous but yeah um but yeah no i think that that's something else we were talking about the diseases of the heart in our um your life's anchor your ink something like that your the quran episode the quran episode that's, that's the famous quran episode it was like two really episodes ago all, or something but... like that you know if you haven't listened to it i highly highly recommend i really like that one a lot yeah um but i really do think that arrogance is a disease of the heart you know, it, blo- it, it hardens Absolutely. your heart yes. you know and another thing about this entire trip is really it, it showed me like, i have to have my heart soft i have to keep Absolutely. it open um, and another thing that 
that someone mentioned, I don't really remember who, it might have been my mom, it might have been yours, I don't remember, um, but we saw some of these sequoias who, who they were, like, uprooted and, like, they've fallen and they've been mm. decomposing for, like, hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. But there was one who, one sequoia that looked like it was just recently up, uprooted, maybe, like, a couple decades ago or something, I don't know. Um, but it had, subhanAllah, it had a plant growing inside this dead tree. I didn't see this. Yeah, and it was, it was next to the... It was next to the decomposing one. It was off oh, to the okay. side. But there was a plant I growing from inside. It was, like, it was yeah. like a huge plant. And my mom or your mom, I don't remember who, said something along the lines of, look at that, we're also like that dead tree. Mm. Where after we pass, we can still yeah. continue to grow because of the Sadaq al-Jariyah that we yes. are given. You know, because of the deeds that we, we did and because of the charity that we gave and all of these things. We're still growing. We don't stop once you fall. Yeah. You don't stop once you're you're uprooted from this earth, you know. Yeah. As long as you set a good foundation in this earth and as long as you set a suitable environment for your deeds to continue... Um, that's just something that was really beautiful and just showed me, like, I want to continue to try my best, not only so I can try to reach the top of this mountain, to reach this waterfall, to reach (coughs) Jannah or whatever, but also so that way when when I do fall, because it's going to happen to every tree, regardless of how old, it's going to happen to every human, regardless of how old, every living creature, every living being, um, I want to be able to have an environment that's suitable enough for my deeds to continue to grow for me. Absolutely. I think that, um... Some this is also a little bit of a tangent, but just you know, from this point, one of the most beautiful things like I I question them like people that don't believe, do they think that they're just gonna die and that's it? Yo, do they not believe in an so. afterlife? And a lot of people don't. I mean, a lot of people just think that they're gonna die and that's it. And I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, well, back to this whole purpose thing. What is the point? Like, what's the point of life if you're just going to live? You're going to go to school. You're going to get a job. Maybe start a family. And then you're maybe going to have some money. And then you're going to die. Like, truly, like, when you think about it like that, like, what is, what's the point of being kind? What's the point of anything? What's the point of literally anything? Because if I knew that I was going to die and I was going to decompose into the earth and that was it, I don't think I would be motivated to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, genuinely, what's the point, you know? And something that's that's been on my mind a lot these past few days is just this idea that, like, when you die, like, it's not the end. And I'm gonna, <laughs> getting so emotional now. But when you die, it's, like, it's literally just the beginning yeah. for you. And it's not even just about you. Because at the end of the day, just like Asid was saying, you have no idea, like, what's going, or how your death or how your life impacted people in general. Yeah. And that's what you want to live for. Like, you want to be able to die and leave an impact on so many people and on so many people's lives, on so many people's hearts, you want to be like that tree that was growing out of this, like, decomposing dead tree. Like, you want to be able to, um, essentially, you're, you're benefiting even after you're dead, you know? And that's something that I think a lot of people, they don't realize. But, you know, it's, it's not the end. Like, there's just, like, if it was, what's the point? What's the point if you're just going to die and nothing happens after that? You know, what's the point of anything and I think that if anything like and I love that you brought that I didn't even see this like plant or anything like that but um it's the perfect way I think to even think about us as as Muslims it's not the end and if anything your death like you're still benefiting you're still getting good deeds even after you're dead from the people that you touched 
right? From the places that you touched, from the impact that you left, from the the inspiration maybe that you left behind, even things that you didn't know. Sometimes you do things and you leave behind something or you did some sort of sadaqa jariya, which if you don't know what that means, it's basically just like a charity that you continue to benefit from. For example, if you plant a tree and people are eating from its fruit for years and years and years to come, like even when you're alive, like you're still, you know, you're getting that reward. Um, But genuinely, it's like your life, you're supposed to live it in a way that ensures that even when you die, there are going to be deeds that are still coming and still counting on your scale. Um, And so... I don't know. I thought that was really, really beautiful. I'm trying so hard not to let my eyes water, like self-control over the emotions, guys. But yeah, no, I mean, I I really, it's such a beautiful concept. Like being in nature is one of my favorite things to do just because you can constantly reflect. Um, And in terms of that whole plant and, you know, the the dying plant and the, or the dead plant and the um, living plant, I think that I, I can personally apply that to my life so much just because I have personally experienced like, a whole lot of grief um and so I I I really I look at that and I'm like wow you know I really hope that this like and one person really comes into mind my grandfather you know and I'm like you know he's planted so many seeds and so many things and I can only imagine the all of the plants that are being grown even after he passed away you know and I also think and we were talking about this concept of Jenna and I was just thinking about how my eyes are like, <laughs> I can't see anything. Wow. <laughs> um, and, but once you pass, you know, our lives, we know every single day we're getting closer to milestones and we're getting closer to the things that we might want, you know, whether it's graduating or getting married or all these things, but we're also getting closer to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that I've, I've always known, you know, and every once in a while it's more of a wake up call than others. Um, uh, Okay. Sorry, my brain. I completely... <laughs> um, and... Sorry, my brain. I just can't even remember what I was talking about. It's about Jenna. Yeah, that's right, that's Jenna. right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and so, I was just thinking about, like, but once you pass, you know, that day of judgment comes, like, in a blink of an eye, you know? Right. And either you're sitting there, and, you know, you're, you have the punishments of the grave, or you're waiting and you're anticipating the day of judgment to arrive, you know, and it's not going to feel like however long it's going to be until it actually happens, you know, time is a completely different concept, but then I was like, you know, all of these beautiful things, but who's to say that I'm going to get it? Yeah. Like, who's to say? Everyone, I think that's something really interesting, that everyone looks at the world differently, and I think that's something that I've been recently have been learning um, with, with my, like, you know, just some experiences that I've had that we all are perceiving like it's all we're all looking at the same thing we're all perceiving it differently you know but who's to say that we're actually going to ever get to perceive this at all we're talking about Mm. the beautiful things of jenna and i think that's another in the back of my mind while i did have a really positive outlook on all of this i was like i want to do my best that way i can see these things that way i can experience it you know that way i can inshallah be at the top of the mountain or be at the highest level of jenna that way inshallah maybe maybe i'll do so well that all gate all eight gates of jenna will open for me you know or that you know the you won't even have to worry about the torment of hellfire but you don't want to keep going and going and going and then you have a palace and garden in jenna that's empty because you never made it you don't want to you, you don't, don't want to be there you don't want to have the palaces and stuff here if you yeah. don't have god there's so many people that live their lives and they have so much here 
And I think about I think about this a lot, like celebrities and stuff. Like they are so rich and they have all this money and they have all these nice things and they can travel to all these nice places. And I think about it, I'm like, the second they die, like they know the truth when they're dead, you know, when they're in their grave. Yeah. When they've died, like they're not succeeding in the afterlife in any in any sense of the word. So yeah. Like genuinely the this dunya is a prison for the believers and it's a paradise for the disbelievers. But um I just also just wanted to say that this whole concept of after death and we, we kind of strayed from the original topic it, it a little was, bit. But did we really have um, a topic? <laughs> but the fact that you can even benefit afterwards when you die, like that just that is so from the mercy it's of Allah. Rahmah, like yeah. it is, it really is because just like I said, was saying, like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And we just try to strive and being in nature and having your eyes open to the signs of Allah and your heart open to the signs of Allah, even when you're not in nature, just in general, being open, right? And being receptive and may Allah always keep us that way. But that should be motivation. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's saying, I, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm, I'm going to strive for it because I want it. Yeah. Because I want to see all these things. Yeah. And I have another point, and I was actually going to make this an afterthought, but I think it would tie really well into the analogies and stuff that we've used in this episode. And we were talking about, this is this is backtracking way back, we were talking about these wildfires and stuff, and right? And so when the wildfires are these, these hardships that affect us, you know, do we allow them to continue to let us stop growing? Do we just stay burnt, or do we try to heal? And it reminds me of this story that I've heard a while ago and it's a very impactful story and it was about this man who like somebody was talking about he and this is a true story okay you, you might not believe it but and i'm only going to give a general synopsis maybe like i'll like post the video or something it's a very 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 good lecture but he was talking about this man who you know came from one of the other worlds or whatever kingdoms or whatever and um he had everything he had you know, uh, mansions, he was a billionaire, he had his family, his wife, and everything, you know, but he started to get bored. Mm. He was Muslim, okay, and he believed in Islam and all these things, you know, he was practicing, you know, Adi, five daily prayers and all these things, um, but he started to get bored, and so he decided to go to somewhere else and just go to have a little bit of fun, go get a change of scenery. Mm. He wasn't going with the intention of doing anything haram, okay. but the environment that he was in facilitated him doing something doing these acts that I'm not even going to talk about, but that weren't so great. And afterwards, the amount of guilt that was in his heart consumed him. He was ready to mm-hmm. turn, himself, turn, turn himself into, like, the police and all these things and, you know, face the punishment for his crime and his actions. And he went to this sheikh who was telling him, like, no, don't do that. Like, don't turn yourself in and all these things. Like, you know, just repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he's giving all these verses about repentance and stuff. Later, this man, he goes and... He he doesn't let this wildfire take him down, essentially. He doesn't let this hardship stop him because he, and it's described so beautifully, he lost his friend for a while. In other words, he lost his iman for a while. You know, mm. the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu he would always describe iman as like a friend. Yeah. And so the sheikh was saying, you know, he lost his friend for a while. But he came back and the amount of guilt that consumed him, he went and he memorized the whole Quran. Mm. He went to hajj multiple times. He was always in the masjid and all of these things, you know, or hajj and umrah and all of these things. And he was in the masjid. And even towards the end of his life, he never felt like he did enough to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the action, the one action that he did, you know? And so I just think that's such a really, like that, that, that inspires me almost because I'm like, I, I sometimes feel like I don't ever do enough. 
in order do. to get all of this? Like, what makes we us deserve do. all of this? You know, in, yeah. in the afterlife, are we even going to get it? And so you try to work, 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 and work like this man did. And he ended up becoming the best version of himself that he could possibly could. He went through that really, really terrible um, situation and the action that he committed. He let the shaitan influence him to the point where he came back and he's like, no, I'm going to be better than that. Yeah. And he became the best version of himself. And inshallah, inshallah, you know. He's given what he, he you know, worked what for. he worked yeah. for. And so I just think that's a story that I kept in the back of my mind as well when we were walking through all of these things. Like, no yeah. amount of money, fame, all of yeah. things. It's not going to satisfy you. No, and just just like you said, like, the sequoias, like, some of them were burnt. And so yeah. we all we all get burnt. We all have those scars, right? Um, and that doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. Just because you have a scar, just because you're burnt doesn't mean that you can't grow. And I think that because this is getting, we, we're getting a little lengthy, but... I kind of just want to end on a note of something that I, I think I, I think I told a seed. I told somebody while we were walking through, but there were some trees, like I mentioned, oh, that yeah. kind of were like blackened on the inside, but on the outside, they were perfectly fine. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I'm getting a little sick. Um, but on the inside, they're charred and they're blackened. And on the outside, they're perfect. They're smooth. They're the perfect color, whatever. And it reminds me of people who on the outside they're living the life they're fine they're great they're doing amazing whatever but on the inside they're spiritually dead and that's a lot of people right if you're not muslim or if you are muslim and you're not practicing you're not worshiping whatever then you are spiritually dead on the inside and i think we were planning to an episode of al salah and i wanted to bring this up during that episode so i won't go into it too much but um don't be that person who on the outside is just put together and perfect or and you feel like you're living the perfect life but on the inside you are dead and that was something that just looking at those trees reminded me of so you can either be that version where you're dead on the inside and you don't have god but you feel like you have everything else or you can be like the trees that are charred and they are burned a little bit but they're still growing right they're still flourishing and they're thriving because they have a lot because they turned to Allah and I'm giving obviously an analogy to humans right Mm -hmm. but um we all have those chars we all have the scars we all burn you know Mm -hmm. so you choose which one which one are you gonna be I think that's really beautiful. And <laughs> I would like to fix something that I said earlier because I realized I made a mistake uh, in the way that I worded it. The 12 ayahs that I were talking about were talking about geological like concepts of mountains and like their their little like geological concepts, not necessarily descriptions of mountains. There are plenty of those in the Quran. So right. just wanted to clarify that before we ended the episode because I realized I confused myself in the process of saying that. Um, but yeah, I think that was great. Thank you yeah. guys so much for listening.